0: As an agribusiness expert with Alliant Energy and a farmer, I know how important
1: it is to get the most out of your land. I know that also applies to getting the most out of how your farm uses energy. That's why Alliant Energy offers free farm energy assessments. With a farm energy assessment, someone like me will find all kinds of ways to help you save money and energy. We can even connect you with rebates to help make energy equipment upgrades even more affordable. Schedule your free assessment at farm slash farmenergyassessment.
2: You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. And
1: we are live, but we got a lot to bring just a moment now. I'll bring on Facebook and the 95,000 some odd folk in Broncos Country. That Follow that page, and then we'll get things cooking, y'all. We'll get it going. We'll get it going. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up podcast, presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Pods. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of milehighhuddle.com, he is Zach Kellerman Zach, the football gods giveth, and they also taketh away, as Drew Locke had a very impressive day four of practice. Then you get the off day. And then day five, he breaks the ice on the interception train. We're gonna pick Luke's brain. We're gonna have Luke Patterson, who was there for us today, on here in just a few minutes. But again, it's uh it's the up and down, it's the it's the roller coaster. It's exactly what we've been saying every single
3: day for the entire offseason. Don't expect Locke to be this Hall of Famer, you know, this this amazing perfect quarterback every practice, because even Steady Teddy hasn't been that steady. He threw three picks in the last practice before today. He came back and he rebounded. But like, you know, like Luke was saying before the podcast, I tend to agree because I've noticed this trend through the first handful of practices. There's no real clear-cut guy. It's kind of ebbing and flowing one way or the other. Sometimes it's Drew. Sometimes it's Teddy. But overall, take away the quarterbacks, which we can't do, obviously. But the offense looks good, though. The skill players look good. The running game looks good. The receiving group looks good and just because one quarterback threw a couple picks today and the other one didn't, I'm not going to overreact. We've been saying that every day. I'm not going to react when Locke has a good practice. I'm not going to react overreact when he has a bad practice. This is what training camp is for. This is what practice is for, and if he's going to throw picks, if Teddy's going to have a day where he throws three picks, I'd rather it be a day in late July than in late October, and that, this is what that's for right now. So uh, no skin off my nose.
1: When it comes to overreacting four or five days, practices in the training camp we got to take our direction from mike singletary can do it guys we're going to grab luke here in just a minute but first really quick connect on twitter at huddle up pod at mile high huddle hey also check out our merch store huddle get your swag on get a hat get a t-shirt support the brand follow my partner in crime zach kelberman at kelberman nfl myself at chad and jensen follow luke on twitter at luke patterson lp Guys, if you are not following Luke on Twitter, you are missing out. He's there every single day. You get real-time, in-the-moment updates on what's happening out on the grass. Take care of that business. Also, connect with us and follow on Facebook. Many of you are Facebookers. I'm a Facebooker. It's all good. Facebook.com slash MileHighHuddlePod is how you find the Huddle Up podcast. Like and follow automatically and rolls you into our weekly randomly selected raffle. Might be a hat, might be a t shirt, might be something even cooler like a piece of Jensen Bronco memorabilia swag or something. You never know, but you won't know unless you're liking and following the Huddle Up Podcast Facebook page. Also, guys, kindly consider becoming a supporter of Mile High Huddle on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Mile High Huddle, big blue button. Click that, it's five bucks a month. You get immediately access to our premium podcast content, Kelberman's Corner every Sunday at noon. The Trickle Zone, every Saturday at noon. Broncos Book Club, which, by the way, I have a new book that we're going to work into the rotation. Uh, The Rod Effect with your boy, Rod Smith. All right, we'll get into that. But it's 5 bucks a month. Helps keep the lights on, and you get a little something-something in return. And, guys, if you can't do those things, it is all good. Just make sure you're subbed on wherever you're enjoying the show. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed. Like this video, guys. If if nothing else, please like the video. You have no idea how much that small little gesture helps us organically. And three, hey, if we're doing a good job. Or at the very least, if you respect the effort, share this video out there. Help us continue to grow and reach those new like-minded Broncos fans that are just like you, except they're out there wandering the desert blind and ignorant to the fact that this community is out here waiting to embrace them. All right, without further ado, let's bring on. Luke Patterson follow him on Twitter at Luke Patterson LP Luke co-host of the Mile High Insiders podcast which he is proudly repping with the hat what's going on Luke how are you dog doing good man doing good it was a ho-hum
4: day with the quarterbacks but you know what pads come on tomorrow fellas so I'm starting to get a little bit energized for that hopefully we got some popping going around but no one getting hurt I know everyone's afraid of those injuries so uh, yeah man I'm ready to get into it I'm just happy football's back
1: All right, we're going to pull up to get things cooking here. I'm going to pull up your training camp notebook here for day five, and we'll just kind of rock through this thing, dude, and get some of your feedback on what you saw. Uh, QB competition, day five, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. You gave the slight, ever so slight nod to Teddy Bridgewater, all right? Explain to our great listeners why that was and what you saw Drew Locke threw a pick today. How many did he throw? How many did Teddy throw? What did you see?
4: Yeah, I think ultimately it was a couple picks for Drew and I want to say a couple for Teddy. Maybe it's, you know, it's hard. Like Zach said earlier, I'm not going to, I don't so much as weigh it as how many interceptions versus how many touchdowns, which both quarterbacks are still throwing multiple touchdowns. So something to be really excited about there. You've got a talented wide receiver crew. The tight ends look great. The running backs look awesome as well. you are seeing Mike Boone get some run Levante Bellamy, and that's not naming Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. So you're starting to see depth and pieces put together. But for me, it's got to be Teddy. He was ultimately, I think, 14 for 16. Uh, He logged approximately four to five passes over 20 yards, something that he hasn't been doing. And uh, an article that you wrote, Chad, on milehighhuddle.com, talked a little bit about Coach Fangio slamming Teddy a little bit for that. Uh, You know, you can't always be so safe with the checkdowns. You need to start making some splash plays, something that Drew Locke can do. Now, both quarterbacks did throw interceptions and everyone is seeing the awesome film of ps2 finally getting his first pick as a rookie in training camp but what you don't see in that video is who's throwing it i think that's interesting so that one happened to be drew lock um not that i'm bashing lock but it kind of shows where the broncos are at i think uh just looking at some of those optics they know that there's a quarterback competition so why focus and hone in on a subject that is already so divisive you thought politics were divisive good lord Get to Broncos country for QB1, and you will definitely uh, get some action on the Twitter machine.
3: You know, Luke, uh, Sam Bam has a question, and I kind of want to tie it to what I want to ask you. Sam Bam, thank you, Sam, for joining us today. He goes, Luke, how did Locke's mechanics look? Any improvement there? And my question to you, Luke, is, or you know, more of a a posit, you mentioned to me that Locke does look improved. By some measure, it's not overwhelming. By some measure, though, Locke looks like a different quarterback – I've been saying the same thing, but people color me with a biased paintbrush. Uh, you explain to the audience, Luke, because sure. no one's gonna no one's gonna accuse you of being a pro locker. So <laughs> tell us why, yeah. in your estimation, lock is different this year.
4: Yeah, major lock hater right here, right? Um, okay. No, not at all. Drew Lock's mechanics look great. I think his footwork is cleaned up. Tremendously. That's something that I am seeing. That's great. He's stacking the footwork bricks. I just need him to stack the bricks as an entire day as a quarterback would be good. I think his decision making has definitely improved. He doesn't want to turn the ball over, which quarterback does, but he's not trying to force throws. That's something that he's cleaned up uh, in the last two years, something different from his training camp. Um, when I look at his overall reading of the field, you can tell that he's starting to transition what he's learned on the classroom to the field now. That's all good and great, but we're still kind of seeing the same stuff from Drew. It's the inconsistent passes that bother me from both Teddy and Drew. Uh, but mechanics-wise, you can tell that that young man's been in the lab. He's put in the work. Uh, he looks like an NFL quarterback. I mean, it's just, are you a starting quarterback? And that's the big question for Drew Locke right now. We know what we get with Teddy. We do. And it's nothing flashy. It's nothing splashy, even though he connected on an awesome go route for the very first rep for a touchdown today. But, um, you know, Drew Locke, he cleaned up the mechanics for sure, and he looks nice.
0: Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site
1: All right, so relative to this conversation, I know that a lot of people uh, reading some of the comments, reading some of the chat, they think that you are unfair, Luke, and biased toward Teddy. And I know we already just addressed this yeah. a little bit, but yeah, let's help. It. Please just take a second longer, all right, and mm-hmm. explain to our community that you're how you are basically calling it like you see it, yeah, and basically just trying to be their eyes and ears out there.
4: Yeah, yeah. So nothing invested for me. And and that's something that I get asked about. And I know you guys get asked too. Which quarterback do you want to win? And I honestly don't care. I just want the better guy to to somehow separate. And that's the frustrating thing right now, guys. And just a quick peek behind the curtain. These aren't the dog days of Mike Shanahan's training champion Greeley. All right. These guys get, I think, the new CBA three 10 minute water breaks. You got special teams, which is basically a half hour break. Uh, Update Broncos country. You don't need to leave your house early. If you want to watch practice, it starts at 10 a.m. for team drills. So, uh, you know, when you combine those things, it kind of makes a, a whole hum kind of tone to the practice. But when I look at Drew Locke, Drew Locke, I actually wanted the Broncos to take in the first round of the draft. Can you imagine that? Me, the biggest Drew Locke hater. Go back and Google it. Look it up. Uh, but, no, I, I like Drew Locke. He's a likable young man. It's just the inconsistencies that frustrate me. It's the swag that bothers me. It's I want him to have confidence. I see his maturation process daily right now, and he's definitely growing. Uh, I think he's definitely a humble guy. The biggest thing you can say about Drew Locke is I think sometimes he takes too much of the blame, if I'm being completely honest. Drew yes. Locke does not yes. – Throw teammates under the bus. He does not throw Pat Shermer under the bus. Uh, Sometimes, you know, I think Drew gets thrown under the bus unfairly. And I think that works to, you know, really go against him and everything he's trying to do. But no, Drew Locke is not Paxton Lynch. Drew Locke cares. He loves the game of football. He comes from a football family, from good stock. I just want to see him progress. I want to see him carry this team. I don't know if he's going to do it. I really want him to, but when I say you know he's throwing interceptions, it's not because I'm hating on him. When I say he's draft drifting to the right, something he consistently does in games, I'm not hating on him. Those are just the things that he does. Just like Teddy Bridgewater, we know that he's going to manipulate the pocket and dump down to the ch- the flat check down Teddy. Right, all the nicknames we can make fun of. These quarterbacks are who they are, so it's really not a preferential thing for me. It's just what I'm seeing, and I look at it like this, guys. It's real simple. Who do you want more? Do you want to do you want a quarterback that can win the day in training camp? Or do you want a quarterback that's going to win a game? Let's not talk about playoffs. Let's not talk about the postseason. Let's talk about week one, because I think Fangio, Coach Fangio could stretch this out all the way to week one. Something he's talked about at nauseam. So I'm a little nervous.
3: And, you know, conversely, Luke, you know, you talk about if you criticize Locke, it doesn't mean you're a hater. If we praise Locke, it doesn't mean we're biased for Locke and only want him to succeed. We also want yeah. Bridgewater to succeed because he's uh, – we give the Broncos the best chance to succeed. Uh, real quick, though, Locke had two picks today. I bl- One was to Sertan, as you mentioned. The other one was to the new cornerback uh, – yeah. Rastafarian, uh, Ferris, I think, not.
4: yeah, the new Ro- corner. Ro out of
3: Forrest, Ferris. So tell us if you saw that play, how he looked, and obviously how PS2 looked. Oh man, absolutely crazy for PS2. The
4: guy is just he freaks me out just seeing the size of him on a daily yeah. basis, and then seeing the number two, I'm still trying to get used to that <laughs> too. So, uh, those are weird optics, right, for Broncos country trying to adjust to the new NFL, uh, but ps2 they can't get him off the field zach that's something that's just awesome for the broncos right now this guy is just he's hungry today at the press conference he's talking about even comparing training camp from broncos to alabama saying broncos camp is easier more or less than the dog days of nick saban and what he runs down there in alabama so he's fitting in just nice uh the new hawaii kid man parnell motley you're on notice buddy because he's been getting burned and the quarterbacks know when Parnell Motley is in the game, you see drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater consistently picking on this young guy, but I'm going to give him some credit. Cause he was my guy out of Oklahoma. And now he's getting run out of town. Uh, he had a really good pass deflection against Cortland Sutton, I think on a cross- crossing route today. And that he needed that in a bad way, because as soon as I saw that this young man from Hawaii was signed, I immediately thought Parnell Motley was cut. Uh, I don't know if the Broncos had an available roster spot. They haven't cut a player since Pat Morris five days ago. So this young guy comes onto the scene. I think he had about four interceptions at the university of Hawaii. He had a cup of coffee with the Chicago bears. Not sure. Was it Washington who he went to originally? Atlanta. Atlanta okay so uh this young I guy how I does, know that but all right all right well this young guy how does he make his first impression felt interception to end practice uh Drew Locke getting picked off by this kid from Hawaii two-year player just trying to make a name for himself first day on the job and then the bizarre thing I'm trying to figure out okay who's the wide receiver trying to figure out whose fault was it right because it's not always the quarterback's fault on interceptions as well. Uh, something that not really? a lot of people are taking into note. Really? Now, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater had those those balls batted down by my guy, McTelvin Najim. So a couple of freak occurrences happen in the sport of football. But Coach Fangio whistles the play, and that's it for practice. That's it, guys. I mean, we're going to end on a, on a pick. Um. Mm-hmm. So I I don't like it. I don't think it's fair to the team, let alone the quarterback, to end on a pick six when there's already so much standing around and water drinking and joking and clapping and all this other stuff for a team that hasn't been to the postseason in five years.
1: All right. While we're on this topic, actually, first, uh, really quick, let me shout out the star senders early in this podcast, Travis Weber alexander guys thank you so much we're going to come back to this and give uh some props to the stars leaders over the last seven days so thank you guys we'll keep an eye out for your comments in the chat don't you worry but luke we gotta pick your brain real quick and then we'll cut you loose here about the anticipated return of bradley chubb who was out there for a little bit in your Mm -hmm. report you talk about for team period what did you see and uh how did he look
4: Oh, boy, was that a sight for sore eyes to see 55 on the right side. I feel like a rapper right there. And that all just kind of rhymed up. But, no, man, you see Vaughn Miller lined up on the left, Bradley Chubb lo- lined up on the right. We haven't seen this in years, fellas. So absolutely got the hair on the, my neck standing up. Um, and the Broncos were careful with him. They got him on a snap count. I think he got one series, maximum two. Um you know, and he, I think they just want to see about getting him right. They want to see about getting him used to contact. He had a really good rep against Garrett Bowles earlier in the practice where he was able to get Garrett Bowles to open those hips during like a one on one drill, more or less. Uh so Bradley Chubb, I think, is a very, very good player who's set to have an awesome year. If you're the Denver Broncos, though, you have got to be evaluating this extremely closely because you do not have a lot of depth at edge. Now, for a little while, it when Von Miller had his vet day, it was a Malik Reed and Derek Tusca out there. So that's kind of a gnarly combo. Everyone loves Malik Reed, leading sack leader of the team last year, but His play is limited. Derek Tuska, love the guy. He's a try-hard guy. He's not Bradley Chubb. So uh, that's something that was a sight for sore eyes to see Bradley Chubb back. I expect him to ease into tomorrow, much like Cortland Sutton, who's coming back from an injury as well, sporting that knee brace. Uh, So as the pads come on, these guys are going to get eased into it, and I have no problem with that.
3: Yeah, in terms of edge guys as well, I saw that Fangio gave a little props to Marquise Spencer, the late round draft pick. He's making some waves in training camp as well. Uh, Luke, one more question if you have yeah. some time for us. David Kilgore hopping in, 499 Super. Thank you so much, David. We love you. He asked Luke, Good to what see is you, by you, the way, David. It's been a minute, bro. Welcome back. Yes, absolutely. Uh, he asked Luke, What is Sutton looking like? I was going to ask you the same thing. Uh, yeah. Do you think he will be okay after the injury? Uh, today was, in my opinion, I would say his most encouraging practice. Would you
1: okay. agree?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Cortland's a little hesitant and I don't blame him. I mean, you know, the shoulder injury and then the knee. Um, he's learning how to run with the brace, trying to figure out what he likes. And he's trying to ease into it as well. I think he's probably going about 70 to 85% right now, and I like that. I don't need him going out. We know that he's going to win 50-50 balls. We know that his route running is on point. Uh, But the Broncos, speaking of decisions, you know, we talk about Bradley Chubb. They've got a big decision to make when it comes to wide receivers, right? They've got two of them and Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler that are going to be able to operate off of those rookie contracts. However, you've got Cortland Sutton. You've got Tim Patrick. We all love Tim Patrick. Broncos country. Get ready to enjoy this year, and then that man is going to get paid unless he gets traded for Uh, Something that could also be interesting, we've talked about it here on the Huddle Up Pod. Um, Teams could be calling about Tim Patrick. Haven't heard anything, but wouldn't you if you were a team that needed a wide receiver? So a good, good problem to have there. But Cortland Sutton, I like Cortland Sutton a lot. I expect him to be saving the juice for the regular season. Don't look for a ton of wow plays like his rookie year beating CHJ and all those things. They want to ease him into this. They're very, very scared about injury over there. Uh, because they've been such a snake-bitten team. So how can you blame them? we got to ease 14 and 55 back into it. The Broncos will be all right.
1: Guys, make sure you are following Luke on Twitter. You can see on yes. screen, at Luke Patterson LP. He'll Perfect. be there tomorrow. He'll be there the next day. If they show up to practice, Luke's going to be there. So make sure you're following him. And I'm sure, Luke, the Building the Broncos dudes will have you check in yeah. tomorrow night. It'll be a gas, but thanks for making time for us this evening, my friend. Good job. You're you're crushing it, and we will talk to you soon. Look forward to your next Camp Notebook.
4: Yeah, and shout out to Mile High Huddle fam and community Uh, you guys are out there in full force Uh, if you're not down there at UC health training center get on down there bring the kids bring your significant other come have some fun because I'm seeing MHH gear everywhere everyone's talking about the huddle up pods what we've got going on at milehighhuddle.com so uh, Broncos country and MHH fam you guys should be really proud of yourselves you're in full force ready to rep your team I love it
1: love hearing that my friend thanks Luke have a good night brother we'll talk to you soon be good guys there he goes Luke Patterson at Luke Patterson LP on Twitter, our eyes and ears for training camp this year. He's doing a really, really good job, very yeah, thorough. Correct. And it's not easy, man. Like you're navigating a very precarious topic, you know, anytime you talk about the quarterbacks and, you know, look, some, some people have said on days where Luke says, no, Teddy won. What was it? I think probably the biggest one was Friday, so day three where there were Probably just as many people who said Teddy won, said Drew won. It was negligent, right, the difference in who actually won that day. Look, all Luke can tell you is how he sees it, and that's what I I want uh, people to kind of take away from this. But, Zach, real quick, before we get much farther, let's catch up on a few of our very patient Super oh. Chat superstars. Max Power, as he is wont to do, stirring the pot. He said, and thank you for the Super Chat, Max. Teddy was accurate and throwing downfield. Meanwhile... Drew Locke threw a pick to a guy just signed today or yesterday. Sorry, guys. Don't think this is a competition at all. Well, hey, Max, cool. my, my message to you would be you better get something in the mail, send it to uh, UC Health Training Center, attention Vic Fangio, and say, hey. <laughs> I should take your you job.
3: I should be coaching the Broncos, not you. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> uh, real quick here. Um, oh, man, Max, Max, Max. I'm just saying what's up, Michaela, Kathy, Christy, the queens in the house. We've got the uh, ladies of Broncos country representing uh, tonight with authority. Great to see all of you, Sam Bam. What's good?
2: Wait,
3: uh, wait, wait, wait. Didn't Teddy Bridgewater throw a pick to McTelvin Ajim on Saturday? Is that a guy that should be getting interceptions? Where Max, where were you then? I mean, it's, if you're going to be a troll, be a little more subtle. You're so transparent. It's laughable.
1: Okay, here's Michaela. Oh, no. Let's let's say hi to the Duchess. What is going on, Michaela? Good to see you. Thank you for the support. You know it means the world to us. She says, "What's up, Priest? I heard Patrick Mahomes threw a pick in practice too. Does he suck too? Or, or, we are talking about practice. LOL. CC Max Power. Perspective, y'all. Perspective. Oh.
3: Thank you, Michaela. Uh,
1: real quick here, uh, this the chat just did a jump, so I got to I got to reverse engineer a super or two. It'll only take a moment, but we got to make sure we get to everybody who has been kind enough. To <laughs> Max on that support. mile
3: high medicine. Jewel the and fool. Your you are Jewel the hilarious. Thank you.
1: Muhammad, MHH, resident male model. Love you, buddy. Appreciate you. Hope baby Malik's doing well. It's good to see you.
0: Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site
2: Dinner. mo thank you
1: mo in the hizzy mo money mo money all right right, I'm Less myself a little bit there in living color that was legit homie the clown that was my teenage years all right sam bam thank you for that very generous super chat my friend it really goes a long way all right all of the financial support we receive on these podcasts whether it's on youtube facebook guys it goes a long way trust Thank you, Sam. He goes, what's up, Chad and Zach? What's up, Broncos country? I really liked what Lloyd Cushenberry said in his presser. He seems to be motivated to make a big jump in year two. Also, hope John is doing okay. Yeah, John's doing all right. Uh, Cushenberry, Zach, he is really – he seems like he's turned a corner. But he was the first one to say today, all right? He did take to the podium following today's practice, Monday. That, uh, hey, we'll see what's what when the pads go on tomorrow. So Tuesday, the pads go on, and then we're going to start seeing, you know, which of these, just like we talked about last night, the risers, the fallers, which of the, the risers are for real. And Kush, no doubt about it, Zach, has been a riser. I
3: knew that. I mean, I had confidence in him coming into this year, but when he pancaked Alexander Johnson in the open field, that proved to me we're seeing a different Lloyd Cushenberry. And he confirmed today, Chad, what his biggest drawback was last year and what his biggest asset will be this year. More mass. More strength, a year in the conditioning program. He said last year he played at, I believe, 315. He's up to 325-ish now. That's all muscle. And if you saw him behind the podium today, that's a big dude. That is not fat. That's not flub. That is all solid mass. And you will know more about the offensive line, but also the running game, Chad. How Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams look. How Mike Boone looks when they put the pads on and they go to goal line in short yardage situations. But for anyone who is worried about Cushionberry or slotting in Quinn Miner at, at Miners as the starting center, you have another thing coming to you. Cushionberry quietly will be one of the bigger breakout candidates this coming season.
1: Guys, this is the same top 10 list that we showed you last night. We'll show you the updated one on Wednesday's Huddle Up podcast, but in case those of you who are on this list missed it last night, here is your top 10. Now, remember, we're working towards a goal on Facebook of 500,000 stars. When we get there, we are going to raffle off a Von Miller jersey, and this is how we're going to be keeping track of who's in the running for that jersey. The more stars, the more tickets, so to speak, that go in the raffle for that individual And right now, you got Peter Middleton, at least over the last week, leading the way, followed by Andrew Lamp, Travis Weber, Claude Riley, and then Gary Leeds Palmer, the legend, at number five. Okay, that's your top five. Now, Zach, we could go into top ten, but instead of doing that, let me first come over here and shout out those superstar centers on Facebook that have been getting after it tonight, including Andrew, Travis, Alexander, Andrew again, Baker, Gary Leeds Palmer, Randy Jones, Travis Tarbox. The gang is all here. I think we're missing Zebulon and one or two more. But hey, if you're on Facebook, guys, let's see those stars. Put you in the running for the 500k Von Miller jersey giveaway.
3: Yeah, I just remember when it used to be like one or two names up there. Now it's two different columns, two different rows, whatever. I never, you know, I never can remember the differential for uh, for those two uh, terms. But yeah, the guys, your support's amazing, and uh, whoever wins that is very well deserved. Thank you for everyone for pitching in.
1: All right, let me see here. I'm going to check out what's cooking here in the chat. It's really great to see, you know, Luke said, Hey, it kind of felt a little ho-hum today, but Broncos fans are energized. Broncos fans seem to be really excited that things are cooking, things are happening out on the grass. Andrew being one of them. He says, Hey guys, I hope everyone had a great day. Can't wait till tomorrow's report It should give us the best indicator of where the team's at, at least until preseason games kick off. Yes, sir. And in fact, on that note, Zach, Vic Fangio said today after practice that the current divvying of reps for the quarterbacks, the way they're shaking out, which is pretty much 50-50, that's not going to change for the next three days. And then after that, it's another off day, and then they will re-examine and potentially make an edit to that, whether it's, hey, we're going to start rotating days where it's one guy gets 70% reps with the ones, and then the next day the other guy gets 70%. We'll see. But next week is another watershed moment on the path to kickoff because next week is, of course, going on the road, the joint practices with the Vikings. That intensity, which gets notched up tomorrow with the pads, goes up a few other levels. And in case you're wondering where the competition stands right now,
3: uh, you know the news is there is no news. I think Fangio used the term even-steven to describe where it stands right now. No separation as we predicted, the preseason games, not the practices, will determine the starting quarterback. So you guys can keep your, you know, your scores all you want. You can track the interceptions. It's all immaterial. What's gonna matter are the games, which are still yet to be played. So we have, like Luke said, it could happen up until week one. And I'm with him. I said the same thing weeks ago. Vic Fangio is the type of old school strategic coach where he would keep the opponent, the Giants in this case, in the dark up until the last possible second. Don't discount that.
1: Why give them a tactical advantage when you don't have to? Even if it's a small one. I mean, it's a difference between game planning for the possibility of facing Drew Locke versus Teddy Bridgewater. But still, from a strategic perspective, Zach, those are two different game plans that you draw up depending on who is starting. Andrew Baker, what's good, buddy? He says, if Locke wins, which we hope he does as a Broncos fan should, what does he have to do QBR and interception touchdowns to get a long-term contract? MHH for life, Denver Broncos for life. If Drew, look, Drew's not getting a new contract after this year, even if he has a, Great. I mean, I guess maybe if he has a Lamar Jackson type season, year two season, this is year three for Drew. But my point being one of those pop years, maybe, maybe. But that's probably not something the team confronts, even if he has a really good year, Zach, until next year, about this time, they'll start looking at it. But I think if you're Drew Lock and you win the job, that's first things first. If You got to focus on winning it. If he wins the job, Zach, it's not even so much about stats, this, that, and the other. It's about is the team winning? Because the team has been so long without winning football that if you suddenly put a winning season on the board, do you really want to mess with that juju, that chemistry, that progress you made by suddenly perhaps removing the quarterback who contributed to that from the equation by not extending him? Now, Drew has one more year after this season on his contract. So again, there's time to decide that.
3: Andrew, I I appreciate the sentiment here, and I, I slightly disagree. I don't think Broncos fans should necessarily root for one quarterback or the other. I mean, if you're a Pro Lock fan, you want to see Locke do well. But I'm rooting for whatever quarterback is going to give the Broncos the best chance to win. Um, you know, that being said, though, I think the the best thing for the long term sustainability of the franchise is the former second round pick cost-controlled young quarterback stepping up and developing into the long-term answer. You don't have to keep renting these guys. You don't have to throw big contracts out, uh, trade away draft capital. This was the entire plan with taking Drew in round two, is having that cheap contract on the books and hopefully having a franchise quarterback in tow. To get a new deal, though, I'm with Chad. Even if he had an MVP season, I mean, he has no leverage. He's signed a deal, he's under contract, he can hold out. I don't see him doing that, though. So going into next year, I think the Broncos, let's say he has a year, Chad, where it's 4,000 yards and uh, 28 touchdowns, 12 picks, 13 picks. I think the Broncos would be definitely encouraged, and he would be given the, the keys to the offense for 22. Oh, yeah. um, but I think Denver would want to see him do it again. If he can show that, just like Lamar Jackson, they didn't pay him after only one year or give him any sort of different uh, monetary incentive. They wanted to see what Lamar Jackson can do for two years in a row, if it's sustainable or if it was a flash in the pan.
1: Mike, what's going on? Thank you for your support, my friend. He says, it is so refreshing to hear Luke actually speak some positive things about Locke, but anyone should be wishing for Locke to win the competition because he's got the potential ceiling to take us to the next level. Drew has a lot of Brett Favre in him and also takes shoulder and also shoulders the blame when wideouts run the wrong route. He's going to surprise people and fans this year. Yeah, I mean, if you ask me who do I want to win? As Zach just laid it out, I'm not going to pretend like I'm completely unbiased in this because I do think it's in the team's best interest for Drew to be the guy that wins. But am I going to be blind to the fact if Teddy's better, that Teddy should get the job? No. I see it as it would be better for the team if Drew finds a way to dig deep and win this competition, but you don't hand it to him. You don't see things that aren't there, you know, in order to make that happen. Drew's got to earn it, man. He's got to earn it.
3: This isn't like last year where he has full autonomy and uh, he has the longest leash of any quarterback. His leash is about that big, and he's going to be judged as he should be on a game-by-game and even drive-by-drive basis. If he doesn't have it, he will be, and I'll say this for the – 20th time and should be replaced. There's no bias there
1: at all. Base case. What's good, dude. It's good to see you. Thank you. Bonafide superstar in the house. He says, no separation is a bad thing. I've got a bad feeling. This will drag on base case. It's going to drag on. We try to prepare you a little bit by telling you, Hey, drew is not the kind of quarterback. Even if he tr- ends up going on to turn a corner this year, he's not the type of quarterback that's going to, clearly consistently separate show separation in a training camp battle straight up one-on-one, especially when he's going against a buttoned up straight lace type Q, such as Teddy Bridgewater, who's very much a competent game manager. The format of practices favors the buttoned up guy. It's just the way it is. And so that's why the Broncos who obviously they do know that they recognize that that's why they got to wait till the preseason games because if Drew's gonna turn it on, it usually comes in a game. It doesn't necessarily happen as consistently in practice. But guys, takeaway here, based gaze, you're seeing significant improvement technically from Drew. Talking about his footwork, talking about his drops, talking about you know how he throws. Um, you know, there's an article that we just brought aboard, Zach Hicks, a dude named Zach Hicks, who's a great, phenomenal film analyst just a great nfl analyst that i crossed paths with on the colts beat and he's been he's going to start doing some film features for mile high huddle his debut guys if you have not read it you gotta go to milehighhuddle.com after this podcast and get that under your belt which basically highlights the mechanics of drew lock that need to improve and zach the takeaway today from from luke was that even if it's modest those things are improving so base gaze don't get too myopic. Don't get too caught up in this kind of I see no separation talking point from Vic Fangio. I don't believe it, A. Okay. I believe that behind closed doors, they've seen separation on one level or another between these two cues, but it hasn't been enough yet to alter the equation in terms of how these reps are getting divvied. Well, Base Case, I I
3: appreciate your contribution. I do disagree, though, that it's a bad thing because this competition was never going to be called by August 2nd. And like Chad said, we've been trying to warn everyone out there that there's going to be ups and downs. It's going to be ugly sometimes. It's going to look really good sometimes. But ultimately, one way or the other, uh, the final result will not be known until late August at the earliest. But... You know, we all expected—this is what I was thinking about, Chad, while I was diagnosing that question. We, Most of us expected Locke to be inconsistent and to be up and down, but if there's no separation, and even though there really shouldn't be through a week— isn't that more of a knock on Teddy? You know, the more experienced guy, the more veteran guy, the safer guy, the former Saint starter. I, I mean, if there's no separation, if Locke is as bad guys as everyone else makes him out to be, you guys out there that don't like Drew Locke, what does it say about Teddy Bridgewater that he hasn't usurped him in any way so far, that he hasn't shown to be consistently markedly better than Drew Locke? I think if, if you subscribe to there being no separation, I think that's more of an indictment on Bridgewater. Then Drew Locke.
1: Most definitely. Most definitely. Zeus McPeak in the house. What's going on, Zeus? Thank you for keeping the weather a little bit more in check for us tonight. Appreciate that, my dog. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, First face etched up on MHH yeah. Mount Rushmore with us tonight. Love you, Stu. Thank you, Stu, as always. BD, thank you, Bradley. He's reminding everybody, smash the like button. Help these boys out. Let's go. Thumbs up. You, Click those little thumbs up. Where's Chris Hernandez at? I know. 21-year I- veteran of the Air Force. Click those yeah. little thumbs up, guys. Yeah. Where I don't know where he's at, but I know he went through a little spell of some not-so-great luck, and he's working his way back, so I'm sure we'll be seeing him back in here in the not-too-distant future. Um, if you just missed or, or if you just joined us, all right, people jump in and out. People, you know, their phones buzz, but they're about to walk through the door after being at work, so then they jump in a few minutes in, whatever. Luke gave the slight edge today, the fifth practice of training camp, to Teddy, but it was negligible. That's the takeaway. And that comes on the heels of an off day, which came on the heels of Drew completely destroying Teddy. And so far, Teddy's won some days over Drew, but Drew so far is the only cue that you could say, like, on a given practice, destroyed all comers. Disappointing, right, to see him not be able to do that in back-to-back practices or at least sustain that level of play. But, hey, again, it's keeping expectations in check. This is who Drew is. When when people and quarterbacks tell you who they are, believe them. And up to this point, we've come to know Drew Locke a little bit, and that is he's up and down. But he's working toward a goal, and, hey, we're going to know a lot more this week, by the end of the week, Zach, when pads have been on for a few days. And next week's going to really, I think, begin to tell the true tale of just how far along Drew Locke has come since – the season finale against the Raiders.
3: Yeah. One way or the other, we'll see if there's actual tangible improvement or if this has all been off season fluff and the product of playing against your own team and uh, having a no contact Jersey on and, and it being less uh, intensive than a regular season game. Uh, Again, though, I want to emphasize one point by Clifton Clifton. I believe don't, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here. You're more of the pro Bridgewater anti-lock crowd. But if Locke is the bottom quarterback and Teddy Bridgewater can't beat out the bottom quarterback, if there's no separation from the bottom-rated quarterback, quote-unquote, in the NFL, what does that say about steady Teddy? He might be steady, but is he 33rd in the NFL steady, not 32nd? That's the difference. If Locke's ceiling is higher, you got to go with the guy that has the higher ceiling, and there's no question about it. It's true Locke.
1: I want to say off the top of my head, Teddy has started 50-some-odd 50, 50 games in the league. Drew's got 18. he's like 58
3: so, or something like that yeah
1: so it's it's a slight concern if you were expecting Teddy to come in and show that veteran wherewithal <clears throat> and wisdom and experience and he hasn't really been able to make that work for him all that consistently thus far but Zach one thing that was interesting that came out of the media availability today following practice was a little something that Graham Glasgow who's been on the show good guy had to say about the quarterback situation. Of course, as a blocker, Zach, he prefers to not have to answer any questions about the quarterback situation, but in an open forum and a media scrum, of course, they're going to come. And basically, he was asked, hey, what have you seen as far as differences between these two cues? And he actually pointed to, in the huddle, he says that Teddy is a little bit more thorough, and then he explained what that meant. He said, look, you know, if the snap count is on two, he makes sure to say that three times before we break which is really convenient because sometimes it's not always easy to remember that stuff and you get ended up, you know, you hear the play, you're, you're digesting whatever the play call is. you start walking the line of scrimmage and sometimes you can't remember the, the snap count. So you have to ask one of your boys, hey, what was that snap counting? And he appreciates that. But when it came to play on the field and all that, <clears throat> he said, hey, these guys are, are as far as I can see, basically I'm paraphrasing Graham here, neck and neck. I don't think fellow teammates are going to say anything other than that. They're not going to get ahead of
3: Fangio's decision. They're not going to get ahead of their own teammates and uh, sabotage them by creating an air of bias in the locker room. The Broncos players view the competition like Chad and I view it. They really don't care who starts this year. They just want the best quarterback on the field and they all want to win. They want to go to the playoffs and be a relevant franchise again. Those are all goals
1: that we have in common. Here is a question from Terry on Facebook. Thank you for being in the chat tonight, Terry, and checking it out. She says, so if Teddy and Drew keep trading off winning days, who wins in the end? Zach, is there any scenario in which you would see the tie not going to Drew as the incumbent? No, I haven't
3: tweeted that. Tie goes to the incumbent. Why shouldn't it? You know, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater was brought in to be a backup. If he's not doing anything, uh, that's slam dunk, no doubt, better than Drew Locke. How could you not go with the guy that has the higher ceiling?
1: Not only the higher ceiling, but the guy that represents and carries the bigger investment right. as far as your team, what you Home put girl. into him. Yeah. Because with Drew, it's not just the premium round pick. It's not just that he is a second round pick, but as a club, you have invested now three years of blood, sweat, and tears, coaching, acumen, time. I mean, you have really gone through the refiner's fire. And if it's a tie, dude, you're going with that guy. Because you've come this far. Why would you turn from that when, especially, too, in contrast, you look at ceilings, you, you can't say that Teddy Bridgewater with a straight face, if we're just talking straight up ceilings and potential and whatnot, has a bigger one than, than Drew. Uh, here we got Il Ray Tito, a newer name on Super Chat. Zach, so welcome. welcome. Thank you. Make sure you connect with us on Twitter. Yeah, homie, don't play that. That's right, dude. In living color. Love. In Living Color, I'm a I'm a huge Wayans fan, the the Wayans brothers. So, thank you for helping to continue hammering home that I dated myself on tonight's podcast, Ilray, Ilray, Ilray. Thank you, Doc. Um, Zach, do you uh have any experience watching this in Living Color with the Wayans brothers? Jim Carrey was on it for a while. I'm trying to think who else. It was uh, a little before my time, but I
3: love all those actors
1: like individually. Jim Carrey is one of my favorites fire marshal bill in the house trust Jimmy, Jamie Jamie uh, fox you know it's where he got his oh, yeah. start he became See, he known as a, a very uh, yes he became known as a very dramatic uh actor which he's one of the best he, he won i think he won the oscar for ray right when he portrayed okay. ray charles uh charles but he got his start as a stand-up comic and then of course on in living color doing you know just goofy skit comedy uh so yeah and his first foray zach into dramatic acting was in fact any given sunday Uh, when Oliver Stone gave him a chance to play Willie Beeman.
3: There's a really good movie that no one's ever heard about with Jamie Foxx. It's called Bait. I think it came out in like 2000, 2001. It's a really good underrated movie.
1: Jamie Foxx is great. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. All right, let's grab here. Clay, what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Thank you for the support. He says, I don't really see the QB competition as a big deal. Doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is if we are mediocre again this year, then changes will be made. Yeah, absolutely, but you should care a little bit because whether or not the team is mediocre it's, it's, is going to be contingent exactly. on how the QB comp- competition shakes out. Just a little bit, yeah. right? Think think of it that way, Clay. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Like,
3: yeah, If the quarterback is mediocre, more than likely the team is going to be mediocre. They can win on the strength of their
1: defense, but it, you know, it, it all goes as the quarterback is going to go ultimately. Here we've got Anthony in the house. What's up, Anthony? It was great to connect with you on Twitter last night. Glad that you reached out. He says, why do I want Locke to succeed? I never want to see that stupid quarterback carousel. Again, it's embarrassing. This organization is too great to be mocked.
3: I think he means that graphic that every telecast plays when the Broncos are on TV of the quarterbacks that have been in Denver since Peyton Manning. And I think it's nine now since 2016. So, yeah, Anthony, I'm right there with you. And I think it was uh I'm trying to find the comment, but Jewel made the case as to why Locke should be under center. And, and they said basically also not just that he has the higher ceiling because he's also the incumbent. They have the investment and he's cheaper. And he's younger than Teddy Bridgewater. So, yeah, I mean, there's more incentive and there's more potential for Locke to be the starter than for Bridgewater to be the guy.
1: Andrew Morrow, another superstar, appreciate you, brother. He says, the competition will bring out the best. Wash, repeat, hashtag Team Broncos greater than Team Drew or Team Teddy. Yes, indeed. That's right. Competition brings out the best in human beings, all right? Competitive anxiety, feeling like you constantly are in a position where you need to either A, prove yourself or B, justify your place. Whether, I mean, we could be talking about relationships, you know, romantic relationships. We could be talking about uh, friendships. We could be talking about a job in the NFL. We could be talking about who's the starter A little competitive anxiety keeps everyone on their toes and brings out the best. And that's why last year, you know, I have admitted more than once on this podcast, Zach, that I was wrong to say, hey, I like the Broncos thought process here of saying, hey, Drew is the unchallenged, understood pardon me, quarterback going into our 2020 campaign, so much so that our veteran fail-safe is Jeff Driscoll. And I thought, you know what, that was a good thing at the time because – drew needs to be viewed within the locker room as the guy everyone needs to close ranks around the young kid. It's your time, son, let's go. But that ended up blowing up in the Broncos face. And I don't necessarily think it was per se all drew's fault. It was, and we don't need to categorize or, you know, catalog it on tonight's pod, but all of those outlying events that was 2020 from the pandemic to all the stuff that just threw a wrench in things and, you end up with a fifth consecutive season of missing the playoffs and a fourth consecutive losing season. You can't afford to hand anybody anything now. So Drew's got to sing for his supper, and that's a good thing. Chad,
3: I want to quote you. I mean, you say all the time, and it's kind of one of the expressions I got from you that I kind of apply to my own life now, is people are motivated by two things usually. That's fear of loss or hope of gain. And that's exactly what Drew Locke is being motivated by both, not one or the other. I mean, the fear of losing his job, not just with the Broncos, but as a potential NFL starting quarterback, and also the hope of gaining that franchise status and becoming that start quarterback – and there's no coincidence. You know, I, I'm not the biggest Teddy Bridgewater guy. I'll say that publicly. But he's been good for Drew, pushing Drew, p- providing that pressure. Iron does sharpen iron. That's why we're seeing a different Drew Locke when his backup isn't Jeff Driscoll. His backup is Teddy Bridgewater. It's part of the reason why even someone who will never be confused for a Locke fan and Luke is saying that there is a tangible growth
1: in year three now. Well said. Jaden Torres, what's good, buddy? Thank you for the super chat. He says, Hey, guys, I am rooting for Drew based off potential and swag. I think it'll be Teddy, though, based off veteran leadership and the ability to read the defense. We'll see, man. If it's going to be Teddy, though, he's got to step it up, dude. Like, he can't keep treading water right alongside right. Drew on a game to game basis because if you're supposed to be the veteran, competent, fail safe slash, you know, guy for this job and the clear leader of this team, you can't be on a day in day out basis give take getting outshined by the guy who you know is the young up and comer but inconsistent you know at, at a, as likely to throw a pick as a touchdown in a given scenario i'm i'm being hyperbolic here but if you're teddy you got to leave no doubt and so far he has instilled doubt truth bomb that's
3: actually really well said. Yeah, um, he's not going to win this job by throwing three yard checkdowns to a running back or a tight end. He's going to have to utilize the arm talent that I don't think is there and try to hope a play happens. And he's done that, you know, to an extent. He's hooked up with Tim Patrick. Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Trinity Benson, this receiving core has come to play for both quarterbacks, but he has to take chances. He has to show that what he brings to the table is more enticing than Drew Locke, and the only way he's going to do that is not just being steady but taking chances, and that's something that's never been a part of his game, ever.
1: Remember, George Payton is of the opinion that Drew Locke has all the tools that you look for. That's a direct quote, all right, all the tools that you look for. By the way, Zach, we got to keep speaking of looking for things. We've got some huge movement on the star side on Facebook. Check out anything you see from Travis Weber. We got to get his, uh, we got to flex him out tonight. Um, But Drew does have all the tools that you look for, but they're still in rough form, right? It's like being out uh, combing the desert. If you live anywhere in the high desert, if you've ever been like, if you're from Vegas or Arizona, uh, whatever, Southern Utah. You can go out in the desert and search for old arrowheads, okay? You find them out there. They've been laying there. They're in the rough. They need a little love. You could try strapping one. As you pull it out of the sand, try strapping one to a stick and shoot it at something. It might hit, and it might stick. More likely, it's going to boom, boom. careen off. But if you were to take the time to polish that tool and get it where it needs to be, suddenly it can be exactly what it's supposed to be for you. And that's where Drew is. He's out there in the desert. He's combing through the sand. He's got the tools. Now he's putting a little polish to him, right? So that it comes together as one cohesive product out there on the grass. And Alexander, thanks, buddy. He says, very good point regarding practice format favoring conservative QB, uh, QB play chat. Yeah, think back to the P- Team Paxton versus Team Trevor—that mm-hmm. always favored to- Trevor because he could yeah. stand up there, take a rep, have the play call memorized, know where each guy was supposed to be, and not make the risky play. That's the it- that was his upside. But problem is, Zach, there was the downside was very few uh, chances taken to move your move the needle offensively.
3: Yeah, I mean, I was, I'm was i still a big Trevor Simeon fan. I mean, I, I really did root for him, and I'll always root for him. He was a pretty solid, stabilizing presence under center uh, in hindsight. But to your analogy, there's a chance that Drew Locke never becomes that polished tool. There's a chance that he never um, works the way the Broncos thought he would work. But they won't know that. We won't know that until he gets that chance. And 2020 was not that chance. 2021 will be that chance. And that's all we're saying is let that play out. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't. But if it does, the dividends will be much, much greater and more impactful for the future.
1: As we grab Andrew here, quickly an update on stars for tonight. Guys, we are working toward 500,000 stars on Facebook. Travis is flexing like a boss right now on Facebook. Love you, bro. Claude in the house, wow. entering this equation as well. Zeus, super chat superstar, god of thunder, lightning, and all things under the sun, <laughs> and a Facebook star sender, Zebulon. What's good, bud? Coming down from, uh, I mean, I don't know. You tell me which galaxy you've been in. I don't know. But Klingons, Romulans, vanquished. Here he is. Andrew, Andrew, the two Andrews, Travis, Alexander, Gary, Randy. Love you guys. Thank you for Thank the you. stars. Uh, Andrew Baker says. Side note: With my missing Philip Lindsay and always, uh, will Can Boone, will uh, Mike Boone be our next Lindsay? I like Melvin Gordon, but Javante Williams and Mike Boone will probably be the future. Well, definitely Williams is. Boone remains to be seen, and Gordon could have a little something to say about who the future of this backfield yeah. belongs to if he goes out and has. You know, the type of year that he probably has in him, like he has the potential to be a true bell cow. But are you going to get enough swings at the plate to produce that kind right. of season when you have studs like Williams? And Boone, I, I, I'm i a little hesitant to call him a stud yet as far as, you know, NFL proven. But Williams, at the same time, he's not proven. Boone has looked very, very good at practice. Williams is still kind of finding his way, but he received some praise today. So can Boone be the next Lindsey? Sure, but I think that baton probably is more so Zach getting passed to Pookie Williams. I've forgiven George Payton for the
3: Philip Lindsay, you know, departure, but I haven't forgotten about it. And uh, there's no replacing Philip Lindsay. I mean, not just his talent, but what he meant to the fan base. I still see on Twitter, still rooting for the Colorado kid. still Broncos, a lot of Broncos fans wanting him back, myself included. I'll always be a Philip Lindsay fan and just the Tasmanian devil vibe he brought to a game, the energy he brought to a game. That's irreplaceable. That being said, though, I mean, the Broncos looking like they have a really good one, two, three punch lined up in Melvin, who they're going to run into the ground uh, to justify that contract. Then you have Pookie, who everyone loves. And I'm of the mind that everything Gordon can do, Williams can do, and probably better and and cheaper and younger at that as well. And Mike Boone as the third guy, uh, he can catch passes. He's a better pass blocker. I mean, he's obviously, he can run inside, run outside, so... We'll know more this week when the pads go on and they do goal line and short yardage. But for now, the running game looks like it's going to be fierce no matter who's the starter or how the carries are divvied up.
1: Word. I'm not going to try and pronounce this handle on Twitch, but let's give some love to our Twitch community. I'm just going to say STN in the house. What are the chances of Brett Rippin taking the number two spot from Teddy and or Drew Locke? Zach, go ahead and handle this one. I've...
3: I mean, unless Brett Rippon can, like, you know, grow arm strength or grow into a different quarterback, he is who he is. This is a very high upside backup. This is probably a future quarterback coach in the making right now. There's really nothing he can do, though. I think uh, a best-case scenario for Brett Rippon is making it onto the final roster if they carry three quarterbacks. He is good for what he is, but they really like Locke and they really like Teddy for what he is as well. And for right now, that's the number 2 guy
1: one of our legendary super chat superstars in the house tonight as well Larry Vaughn what's good buddy good to see you that beard looking dope by the way looking good keep her going he says i haven't caught a live in a minute showing some support hey dude good to see you hats off you see the gleam on this bald dome that's pride all right thank you uh Kathy also thank you for the super chat you know we love you longtime super chat superstar here at MHH we're going to have two fantastic running backs and a straight up nasty defense. Why are we freaking out about quarterbacks in early August? Zach. Uh, Because there is a portion
3: of Broncos country and I I can understand it, that think that's all going to be for naught. That's all going to be overshadowed if they have bad play under center uh, by the quarterback. But I'm of the mind that this defense is so good. Uh, This supporting cast on offense is so good. They can carry an average quarterback. They can carry mediocre quarterback play. We don't want that, but we've been saying it for years. Just be, don't lose the game on offense and the Broncos will win games. But yeah, you want to see more uh, than mediocre, but you also don't want to freak out about every pass that's thrown in early August. The
1: truth is always, Kathy, right there in the middle. Indeed, that's right. Let's grab Travis, who is on the top of tonight's stars leaderboard on Facebook. Actually, wrong, Travis, but this Travis Tarbox. By the way, we did get your stuff, Travis. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you, dog. Thanks for that. He says Are there any undrafted free agents shining in camp? I wouldn't say shining. I haven't heard anything about an undrafted rookie shining up to this point, although there have been a few reps I've seen uh, where Andre Mintz, the undrafted edge from Vanderbilt, has looked relatively decent. And
3: Bayer, the tight end, if only because the, the Broncos don't have a number three guy that's set in stone right now. Um, I mentioned Marquis Spencer, but he was a seventh-round pick. There really hasn't been even, even someone like uh, Himmelman, the tackle, that's really jumped out. I think there'll be a guy that makes the final roster, but through a week so far, there's no you know true poppers.
1: I'm trying to scan up because we're about out of time tonight, and I'm trying to find one from Travis Weber. Stand by. But the chat is just so vociferous this evening it's making it difficult to find it travis if you had a question in one of your stars that we missed hurry and throw it in again because i'm scrolling down dude and i see it's only letting me go up so far uh, or go back i should say so far so if you can do that for us uh please do thank you bg for the super man good to see you had a had a question he says got here late was turning down a shift for work what did i miss?" Um, you missed that Teddy was the slight winner of today's QB battle, according to our Luke Patterson. Other than that, hey man, go read Luke's training camp notebook yep. report today, day five. It's up at myhettle.com. Seth, I bet you could never guess what he put as his emoji on this particular super sticker.
3: Is it acid hippo? Uh, I love you, Seth. You made my whole night, man. Thank you. Acid You're hippo prince. for life.
1: You're a prince. Um, I'm going to reverse engineer unless you have it. Do you see Michaela's second one about PS2? Um, I'm scrolling right now. I'm gonna go ahead it. and reverse engineer it because we can't miss the Duchess's second super chat of the night standby. Let me grab this here. Kayla, looking forward to meeting you in the flesh in heck, next month. Zach, that's next month. Yeah. yeah, what a trip. Michaela says, With PS2 looking so good and making it hard to take him out who would he replace? Good question. Great question. Great question. We don't know yet, Michaela. That's one of the interesting things about this is we're hearing that he's being used in kind of a star role. Translation for that is he's being moved around as a chess piece. He's he's going to be a matchup weapon. So I think you'll see Fangio and Donatel line him up sometimes outside the numbers. When a big old pass catching tight end, like a Travis Kelsey comes out on the field, I think you'll see him shadow that tight end he'll move him around so that quarterbacks aren't able to necessarily predict where he's going to be now who ends up on the losing end of that equation is it uh, you know ronald darby is it kyle fuller is it a safety that gets pulled off the field is it going to happen during base is it going to happen during nickel is it going to happen during dime because depending on the answer to those questions also kind of dictates probably who takes a seat We just don't know quite yet, but it's really exciting. And I think what makes it all the more confidence-inspiring, Zach, is quarterbacks' NFL veteran cues are going to figure out pretty quick that this is not some slack-jawed rookie that they can opportunistically (laughs) exploit. This dude, he's going to show them pretty quick that, hey, dude, try me, and you're going to pay the price. (laughs)
3: Slack rookie. I like that. Michaela, great question. And uh, the thing about Sertan, I I can't add any more than what you said, because that's exactly what I was going to say. It really depends on who they're playing, the opponent, the down, the situation. Uh, He's going to be just a weapon to have on defense, a defensive weapon, like I talked about last night. The point I want to make, though, and I'm not hoping or anticipating or anything like that, I'm knocking wood right now, but, Chad, it, it, the law of averages probably says that one of Fuller, Darby, or Callahan will go down at some point, which will gift Sertan into a starting opportunity. And I don't think once he's in that opportunity, he's going to relinquish that. So it's only a matter of time before he gets on the field as a starter. But starting out, if you have a Travis Kelsey on the field, if you have a Darren Waller, if you have a, a big uh, receiver, if you have a big running back, get Sertan out there. He's looking good so far, and he's so wise beyond his years from a technical standpoint and a mental standpoint. No matter if it's this year or 22, the guy is going to be a superstar.
1: Travis, thanks again, buddy, for taking the time to put that in again for us. He says, my comment was, as expected, Locke has an off day, and fans act like Chicken Little and the sky is fallen. Calm down. This is what practice and camp are for better exactly. now than in the season that last thing you said there is exactly what the purpose of training camp and practice yeah. is you don't go in to make mistakes but if you're going to make mistakes get them in in this low stake uh, environment because that's how you know most people learn when it comes to um practical application most people learn more from their failures and mistakes than they do their successes, believe it or not. And I'm a big fan of the, the, the maxims act that success leaves clues. You know, there's a lot of wisdom out there, but you go out, you make a mistake in practice in a low stake environment. You learn from that. And hopefully that's not a mistake you make when the regular season rolls around. Right.
3: Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I'm the type where if I, if I make a mistake, I get so mad at myself that I vow I will never make that mistake again. And if I was a quarterback and that mistake was on film and that was publicized out there, I would try my damnedest not to do it again. And I think Locke has the same mentality, but it's true. I mean, I'm going to make a little addendum to what AI said. We're talking about training camp. I mean, whoever won a Super Bowl in August, whoever stood out as an MVP in training camp, nobody. Paxton looked good in training camp. Joe Flacco looked good in training camp. Brock Osweiler, I can go down the list. There's no correlation to looking good in the summer and being good in the fall. Let these kinks get worked out now because they'll be better for it later.
1: Here's your word of the day and the definition thereof, gang. Vociferous. Mark by, when I said that this this chat has been vociferous tonight, Mark by, Given to vehement, insistent outcry. There you go. All right. Word of the day. Maybe we'll work that into the show. Last
2: super chat for tonight. Insistent Chad.
3: outcry.
1: I think that's the term for the LDS community, Chad. Mass Deaf. All right. Last one, guys. And then we got to go. Kevin, thank you for that super chat, brother. Connect on Twitter. All right. Connect with us. We like to shout out and, and give some love to our super chat superstars and the star centers on Facebook after each and every show. He says, hey, fellas, is there a possible way the Broncos would make a move to get another inside linebacker that is better in coverage?
3: No. We've seen that. Fangio, since he took over, uh, he is really about uh, crafting his own project at inside linebacker, making chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what on the roster. It's why he kept around Josie. It's why he kept AJ. And now they have two younger guys, Chad. They have Sternod and Baron Browning when he comes off the list. And by the way – real quick on Browning everyone's wondering how hurt he really is I saw Fangio say that the rookie show went on the, the other day and Baron Browning was involved in a skit so he can't mm-hmm. be that hurt if he's you know pers- participating in that so they have the veterans and they have two young guys and inside linebacker they're set there we're hoping that either one of sternnad or Baron Browning takes the leap
1: gotta grab one last one from one of our great Facebook superstars Albert Knopper is one of our supporters over there and guys Take it from Albert. Take it from me. Take it from Zach. You want to become a supporter on Facebook. Even if you enjoy the show mostly on YouTube is where you watch or Twitch or Twitter. Go become a supporter on Facebook so that you can get immediately access to our VIP podcast content on the weekends. All right. Which is every, uh, well, Saturday, Sunday, noon Mountain Time. Trickle Zones on Saturday. Kelperman's Corner on Sunday. Pardon me. And then our new show, Broncos Book Club, which right now we are reading. Elway and uh, a relentless life by Jason Cole. We're discussing this. It's a lot of fun guys. You're missing out on that. So go to our Facebook page at the top, big blue button. Click that. You're in like Flint. Albert wants to know Zach, and then we got to go. How are the running backs doing? They're doing good, honestly, but it's hard to say in terms of like jumping to a conclusion or reading into that because the pads haven't been on Uh, a couple of the offensive linemen that were made available today. I'm talking about Cushenberry and, and Glasgow. They basically said the same thing. They're looking good but we don't really know what's what until the pads come on and we start popping
3: and and until they play another team. I mean, the running game and the offensive line for that matter really can't be simulated until a preseason game at the earliest. So let's let them play the Vikings and see how
1: the running backs shake out 11th hour super chat from one of our OG Mount Rushmore BG. What's up, dude again. Thank you. He says, people are always bashing John Elway for his GM reign. He bought us, brought us another Lombardi and multiple AFC West titles. A lot of franchises have never won one or even been to a Super Bowl. We have three titles in total. Well said, my friend. Yeah, Elway, you know he's like, um, he's an easy target right now because of the last few years. And look, he tried, man, he tried, but I don't even think it was. He just sucked in the draft. That wasn't it. It was a combination of things. Probably the single biggest problem that haunted Elway post Peyton Manning was the actual head coaching issue. He never, he was just, and look, he didn't ask for Gary Kubiak to uh, step down one year after hoisting the Lombardi. But when he did, he made the wrong decision at every turn. That's how it feels right now with Fangio. I hope that comes out to be completely, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not justified. You know redemptive i hope he gets redemption on that and fangio leads the broncos to double digit wins this year and that's forgotten and you think all right even if the quarterback didn't succeed Drew Locke we got the right head coach but that was his biggest problem combined with the big swing and a miss on Paxton that really set this team back not pushing harder probably to make sure Brock Osweiler does not defect to Houston. I mean there's a few little pivotal turning points in the in the road there but his his drafting Zach actually did get better last three years before he stepped down as GM. But uh, your thoughts to this, and then we'll dip. Well, that was kind of what I was thinking, is that
3: he did get better, and by the end, he looked like he had the GM job down. The problem was it seemed like it was too little too late. It's that he sunk himself with those bad head coaching hires, with the bad quarterback selections, and with the terrible draft classes. Look no further than, than 2017. Aside from Garrett Bowles, that is one of the worst Broncos classes you will ever see on paper. But he got the hang of it, but by the time that happened, he had failed so much that there was no coming back from it, which ties into my second point, his ego. I think he got so tired of taking the blame for how bad the Broncos have been. I feel like he got so tired of the constant criticism from the fan base, from the media, and I think he got tired of seeing the Elway name tarnished. I think he wanted to preserve the Elway name, with what he did as a player and early on as a GM and not have that
1: um, beyond uh, repair. Let me leave you with this and then we got to go under Elway's reign. The Broncos won the eighth most overall games. All right. Uh, the Broncos under John Elway, NFL rank in overall wins were eighth regular season wins, eighth playoff wins, fourth uh, Elway era, the first 100 games, the Broncos posted a 0.7, a winning percentage uh, during his uh, first 100 games. And it is believed to be his 71 wins, the most by an NFL team's general manager in the first 100 games. And then here's the last thing I want to show you. During Elway's 10 seasons as an executive, not only did you get the five AFC crowns, two Super Bowl berths, two AFC titles, and one world championship, but he drafted, signed, or extended the contracts of 21 players who combined for 42 Pro Bowl selections with the Broncos. And last thing. This is to me Zach the most impressive, and it's also credit to the entire front office and scouting department, including Matt Russell. Shout out to him. Elway was the only NFL general manager over those last eight years to acquire future Pro Bowlers through both through the NFL draft, street free agency, unrestricted free agency, and college free agency. So take your hat off for the Duke of Denver. All right, things didn't work out toward the end. There they made a change, but give credit where it's due. I think the –
3: I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. I feel like the president – I I feel like the true Broncos fans or the real Broncos fans, the veritable ones out there, they will always recognize uh, Elway for what he did, his accomplishments, and that will always, always overshadow
1: the, the mistakes he made as a GM. All right, bro. We'll uh, take tomorrow night off. We'll be back Wednesday night. We'll see what's cooking, but uh, yes, have a great start to your week, brother. Shout mm-hmm. out to all the superstars and supporters. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you then. Yes, you as well, guys.
3: Be sure to guys tomorrow, uh, building the Broncos, Luke Patterson live from training camp, day one of Broncos pads going on. Be sure to check that out. If you haven't though already, guys, follow the huddle up pod on Twitter at huddle up pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at mile high huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter as you can see at Chad and Jensen. You can follow me at Kelberman NFL. Be sure, guys, if you haven't already, go to HuddleUpPod.com and get your swag. You can get yourself a hat, shirt, coffee mug, etc., anything and everything on there. Also, go to Facebook.com slash MileHighHuddlePod. Like the page, follow the page. Facebook.com slash huddle. Take note of that. Big blue button. Become a supporter. You get exclusive instant access to three shows more on the way. We appreciate each and everyone checking that out. But if you can't do any of those things, we still love you. We still appreciate you. We ask, though, these three things take five seconds. Subscribe, like, and share. It helps us grow more than any single thing you can do and reach more Broncos fans just like you and bring them into the mix on this show. Chad, I'll see you Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Take care, guys, and as always, go Broncos.